Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel reading comes from John chapter 17, beginning with verse 20. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, that that they may become completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Before I went to seminary, I served as a Eucharistic minister in my congregation. I would bring the communion that we had shared in church to an elderly member who no longer drove. She was a delightful woman of deep faith, and when I attended her funeral, her children shared that each night she would say her prayers out loud before going to sleep, and they would hear their mother pray for them by name. At that time, I thought, oh, isn't that sweet? But over the years, I've come to realize that it was more than sweet. It was powerful. These adult children knew that they were prayed for by name each and every night by their mother. If you have ever been prayed for by name at a time of illness or difficulty, you know how powerful it is that someone is entrusting your life and your needs to God's care. Being prayed for is vulnerable and deeply empowering. When my husband's father was first diagnosed with cancer four years ago, and then more recently this past fall, when we accompanied him through hospice care to his death, I was aware of how much strength I drew from the prayers that I knew were being offered for me. At times of exhaustion, at times of despair, at times of deep grief, the prayers of others, even when I didn't know who was doing the praying and they didn't know exactly what it was that I needed, those unknown prayers got us through the hardest moments. At Bethlehem, we pray each week for members and friends of this community, so people have the opportunity to hear and know that they are prayed for by their faith community, no matter what it is that they are experiencing. If you are listening to this podcast and would like to be included as one that Bethlehem prays for, please just reach out to us through our email. When we think of Jesus' final prayer, if we ever think of Jesus' final prayer, we often think of that moment in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, you've seen the picture where Jesus is leaning against a rock and looking up into heaven. 
And he prays in that moment, let this cup pass from me. But in the Gospel of John, there is no Garden of Gethsemane. In John's Gospel, when Jesus offers his final prayer, he prays not for himself and his needs, but for us. In today's Gospel, we listen in on the end of Jesus' prayer. We hear as he prays for the community of believers, all of the people in every time and place. And his prayer was simple. I pray that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world will believe that you have sent me. Jesus prays that we, wherever we are, may be one. And that the love that exists between Father and Son may exist in us and between us so that Jesus may also be in us in the presence of that love. When we understand that this prayer is Jesus' prayer for us, a prayer for the unity of the church in every time and place, we begin to grasp how powerful it is. I am no prophet in saying that we live in a time of deep division. Just listen to the news any day of the week. We are divided by age, by class, by race, by political affiliation. And yet in the midst of these divisions that we claim for ourselves, it is worth noting that Jesus prays that we would be one. This doesn't mean that Jesus is praying for uniformity of thought among us. He's praying instead for our unity, that we remember that our connection to Jesus is greater than any other connection, any other affiliation, any other belief, any other position that we hold. In this final prayer, Jesus is reminding his disciples that what will unite them is not a particular belief or doctrine or theology or nationality or culture or race, but him and him alone. And when his disciples remember and live out this unity, when we remember and live out this unity, we are reflecting the love of God the Father to the Son for all the world to see. It is also worth noting when Jesus offers this prayer. At the end of this prayer, Jesus and his remaining disciples will cross the Kidron Valley where Jesus will face the cross. Jesus offers this prayer in the moments before they will come face to face with betrayal, denial, and then Jesus' own death on the cross. It's in this moment when he knows they will soon face their living hell, which might not feel all that different from what we are living through today, that Jesus prays for their unity. That is significant. In what will come after this prayer, Jesus' death on the cross, we see with our own eyes that there is no destruction, no death, no devastation, no violence that lies beyond God's love and presence. In his death and resurrection, Jesus gives us a new relationship with God, one based on love, as opposed to guilt or fear or shame or division. Because of what Jesus has done, we are now God's beloved ones. And as God's beloved, Jesus' final prayer for our unity is that we not be squabbling siblings, arguing over who the Father loves most, 
or who embraces God's will most effectively, or who has been the most righteous in our judgments. Jesus' final prayer invites us to see the love which the Father has for us, for all of us who claim Jesus as our Savior and all who are made in God's image, and to dare to embody that same love for all people, all creatures, all life everywhere, even when what we most want to do is draw dividing lines. This is an important word for those of us who gather as a community of believers wherever we find ourselves as we hear these words today. At Bethlehem, we celebrated confirmation on Sunday. And we often make a big deal about the individual nature of confirmation in the church. We like to talk about how these young people, these confirmands, individually affirm the promises their parents and sponsors made on their behalf at baptism. But Jesus' prayer today reminds us that even when we affirm our faith, whatever our age, we do this as part of a community and our faith is always lived as part of a community of fellow believers. Jesus' prayer reminds each of us that we can't live this faith alone. We need a community of believers beside us. We need connection to others who are asking questions about what it means to live our faith in the world today. We need others struggling alongside us if we are going to show the world God's love. We cannot do it alone. Jesus prays for our unity and prays that our unity would be a witness to the unity and love of God for all creation. When we get scared or fearful or uncertain about tomorrow, in those moments, perhaps the most important thing we can hold on to is the knowledge that Jesus has prayed and is praying for you and for us and is praying that we be led to greater unity. Wherever you are, people of God, Jesus knows you. Jesus knows your struggles. He knows your challenges. He knows your fierce will and your longing for things that are different. Jesus knows, and Jesus prays for you. And he prays for all of us that we would find ways to receive one another in our fullness, that we see each other in our uniqueness, that we acknowledge each other in our differences, and that we allow the spirit of Jesus to unite us in love. Followers of Jesus, there is no path forward for us apart from love. And there is no love in us without the spirit of Jesus alive in us. And so today we pray, come Holy Spirit, teach us to love. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at theword at blcfairport.org.
And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.